Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to another episode of Half Through Fantasy Podcast, episode 15, Halloween special. I'm your host Peter, and joined this week by Tom and Gunnar. How are you doing, guys? Tom, Gunnar? Tom? Yeah, great, thanks. Gunnar? Yeah, very well, thank you. Excellent, excellent, right. So, we break for the run this week. There's been some breaking news in the fantasy football land of Scotland. So, Tom, you can take it away with the game week 15 news that just broke in the last hour or so. Yep, so we've got a double game week alert. Um, game week 15, um, Hibs are playing St. Johnson on Tuesday the 24th which means Hibs will also play Celtic that week, as well as St. Johnston, and St. Johnston will also play Motherwell. Um, the next day, Aberdeen are playing Hamilton, which is Wednesday the 25th, meaning Hamilton will also play Dundee United as well as Aberdeen, and Aberdeen will also play Rangers. Right, so quick thoughts on that. Just me straight away would be <sighs> Aberdeen's double game week, one in Rangers, Hibs double game weeks, one in Celtic. So it's not exactly, to me, right off the bat, as the most attractive double game weeks. What's, what's that with you, Gunnar? Yeah, I th- uh, it's only good fixtures if you think about if you have the players already, yeah, that uh, at least they're playing again, I suppose. So if, if you're looking at captain and someone, or that could be a thing. But uh, on first glance, it's not, it's not the best games uh, to be doubling up on any players. It's just suppose it'll just be a case of, as you said there, if you've got four or five players for the team, you're just getting double points that week and six added up. What's your thoughts, Tom, on double game week, the, the fixtures that it's announced? Um, at first glance, I would say I'm quite excited about Kevin Nisbet because he's playing St. Johnston and he's also playing a shambolic Celtic defence. So <laughs> there might be some points in there for him. Um, other, other, other fixtures, I'm, I'm, I'm not too excited about. It seems like teams have one really good fixture and then one tricky fixture, so... It's, it's a tough one to navigate. Right, okay. I suppose we're a couple of weeks away for that yet anyway, our national break in between, so much to discuss between them. And a lot of things can happen, a lot of clubs by that point, if you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> right, we'll go to the Fantasy Scotland first game first then. So the average for the game week was 39. And I believe, I'll talk us through it. Tom, you had 58 points, but you took a four-point hit, and that's up to 24th. Gunnar? You had 72 points, a four-point hit, so 68, and that's you up one to six. And I had 50 points with a minus four for 46, but I still only got five places, 55. So still green arrows, I can't complain of that. So I'll do my team first because I had the lowest points, and then I'll go to use and talk for your team, what they missed out on. So I had McGregor and goals for a clean sheet, 
Captain Tavernier is like is now just tried and trusted, 20 points at the back. A back line returned nothing. Doi came on for one point, so nothing there. Conway was who I brought in this week for St. Johnson. That was my hit. So a four-point hit for a three-point return, so it didn't really work out. Kelty two. McCrory, nothing because he got booked and he didn't start the game on the right now. And Ferguson, 12 points, so I'm happy with that. But I'm quite sure a lot is on Ferguson, so I don't know if that's much of a differential. And up front was horrible. Watkins, one point. Ayeti, two points. And Shanklin, two points. So, we'll start with you talking about talks for your team. Yeah, so I had Aberdeen's Lewis in goals for zero points. I captain Tavernier for 20. I had Duffy and Ayer, both zero points. And Goldson was brought in in place of Considine, and he got me seven points. Um, I also had Ferguson, 12 points there. Uh, Kilty gave me two, and also brought in Conway as well. Um, he made way for, uh, he came in for Arfield, sorry. Uh, Kabamba, two points. Nisbet was my vice um, for 10 points, and Shanklin got me two points. Not bad. And Gunnar, as we simply come every week, you get the highest points of the threes. You want to talk us through your points? So I had Marciano in goal for seven points. I also captain Tavernier uh, for 20 points. Duffy, zero. Uh, brought in Goldson for Barisic this week, made him my vice captain. That's 12 points. And uh, also 12 points from Ferguson. Two of Kilty, three points for Kent. Uh, I got six points of Ryan Hedges. Very happy about that. Then I brought in Kabamba. That was my hit, I think. Gave me two points, so it didn't work. Uh, Nisbet, six points. And Shanklin, two points. Not too bad at all. Uh, I thought my score was quite poor, but I suppose I'm looking for the other ones. I'm, I'm still above average, up five points. I can't complain. So going forward then, obviously the next week is the, the blank game week. What uh, any transfers planned now a week ahead? I've already made mine. I've brought in Forrest from Livingston, and I've took out McCrory for Aberdeen. I just don't like. I brought in McCrory. I kind of worked at the start, but he plays everywhere. He's not nailed in any position, and recently he's been dropped to the bench. So I think I'm just going to play on Forrest. To he's a cheap asset in midfield. I know he's not nailed on to play every week, but he's playing next week and he's returning quite well. So he might be eventually over time my fifth choice cheap midfielder. But I suppose I'm late to the bandwagon. We can't be else who's done this. So what's your thoughts going forward this week? You know, have you decided what you're doing yet? Oh, sorry for a going. Uh, I have now got, the next game I have got one, two, three, four, five, seven players playing. And I'm not taking a hit. So I'm just going to take it. I'm just going to take the hit and play with seven players and that's it. So going on you go. Any thoughts this week? Yeah, I'm looking at my team. So I have seven players as well, but that's if you count Spurle and if he's back fit. So I'm looking at potentially six players only. Um, if, I, if I hear that Spurle isn't playing the game at the weekend, then I might, yeah, I might do a transfer there, maybe bring Guthrie back because, yeah, then if, if Spurle isn't fit, then it just hasn't worked out. So uh, I'm looking at bringing in a, a cheap defender then for him and, and Guthrie is playing at least. Uh, I also like Tony Watt, maybe as a striker, but I don't really want to lose Nisbet and Motherwell have Celtic, I think, in game week 14. So that would be more of like a quick fix and I don't, I don't think it's worth it. So not, not, not a lot I'm looking at. So it's, it's only going to be the one free transfer. I'm not really set on what I'm going to do, though. So like we discussed last week, we're kind of... We're not going to really get too much worked up with this blank game week. It's only one week. Everybody's on the same kind of thing. What about you, Tom? What's your thoughts going forward in the next week? Transfers or changes? 
Well, I've got Duffy and Ayer, so I'm looking to get rid of one of those guys. Most Duffy. likely, yeah, most likely Duffy. Um, I was looking at other teams, and we know Aberdeen and Hibs are quite good defensively, but they both have a blank. And then they've got tricky fixtures afterwards. Aberdeen's got Hibs, then Rangers, and Hibs have Aberdeen, then Celtic. So I'm trying to think outside um, the sort of top four there. Um, I was having a look around. I was thinking about maybe going for Serrano. Um, he's a Livingston left back. He's mm-hmm. already got a goal and two assists this season. Uh, he, he put a decent ball in against Rangers as well. I was impressed with him on the weekend. So I might, I might take a, a chance on him and see how things go. Okay. And how about, sorry, I went to ask you, how many players have you got available for this next week? As it stands, eight. But if I get rid of Duffy, um, it'll be nine. So I'll be nine with your free transfer? Yeah. That's not bad. That's good footing, I suppose. Right, we'll move on to our league. The top three, there's no much change. It's all the same three guys. Wolf, Tone, Tony McClenney, 61 points. So he's total 752. He's first. I sort of knew up one, Chris Bristol, seven points, 713 points. And down to third, Conquering Lions, Robbie Dempsey, 53 points, around 13 in total. And you have to go down all the way to 80th in the league. I just scroll down here on this app. 80th in the league for the highest game week score. And it's COVID Dodgers with Billy McCallum. Now that might ring a bell because he last week, the same Billy McCallum had the highest score in the FPL with his team called COVID Dodgers. Now he's got it this week in the right. game with COVID Dodgers. And he's a caravan friend, so I'll give you a shout out. Caravan friend. I'm going to talk for his team. He also a bit of cheating him. He bench boost down well. Cardinals obviously he obviously seen what he went to ahead of the game. McGregor and goals, Golson, Tavernier, captain and vice captain. That was Captain Tavernier. Handling at the back for a clean sheet. He's got Ferguson for twelve points. Christie for six. McCory none. Conway three. Up front, Kabamba, Pittman and Nisbet. Six points and eight for Nisbet there. And off the bench, you get three points for McGregor and one for Doig. So not bad. Not bad return for his well card, I suppose. But he's languishing down eight position, but I think he's jumped up quite a few scores there. So we'll see how he goes in the next couple of weeks. So what next? Uh, the results then. So ready to go on the results, guys? Yeah. Sure. Thomas, will you shine? Because you've got stats are plenty here. <laughs> Kilmarnock nil, Hibs won. So it's a Nisbet goal. Doidge won the penalty and a clean sheet for Hibs. So you want to talk us through that? Start with you, Tom. Um, so during that game, Kilmarnock actually had zero shots on target. Um, however, I'm not too concerned because looking back at the highlights, Kabamba seemed to be the, the target man. He was getting into good positions. Um, I quite like Burke. He was top for key passes in the game with uh, with three. He was making some decent crosses into the, the box as well. Um, they were just unfortunate it didn't really come off for them. Uh, I thought Hibs were good. They, they grew into the game. Um, I like Newell. Um, he's usually quite high for key passes. Um, and has quite a high assist potential, but um, in this game particularly, uh, he was top for shots with three. He had one shot on, one off, and one was blocked. Um, he also created a, a big chance for, for Halberg too, which uh, was unfortunately missed. Um, I was quite surprised to see that it's only 39.8% of uh, managers own Nisbet. Um, he's now got seven goals and one assist in 10 games, and he's the, the highest go- scoring striker, so... I think for your forward line, it's probably Nisbet and two others, really. Well, just on that, I was going to bring in Nisbet this week, but I brought in Shankland. Clearly, surely because of the, the blank, they're going to miss it. So that's my only reason I didn't bring him in. But I think he'll be in either in the next week or two because who have I got? A Jetty. I just, 
I'm just going to come off Celtic players all together, I think, right now, because I don't see any value or any guaranteed position playing. Mm-hmm. What's your thoughts on this game, Gunnar? Uh, maybe maybe on Joe Newell, he's on four yellow cards already, so one more and uh, he'll miss a game, I suppose, no? Nice, nice, nice. Uh, yeah. Um, thoughts on this game? Well, good penalty from Nisbet. Uh, I have Marciano on goal, not a clean sheet, was happy with that. Um, and that's pretty... Did, did, you, did you say what uh, Nisbet's ownership is like? Do we have that number? Uh, yeah, 39.8%. Right, okay. Well, that's, that's pretty high, yeah. Uh, that's, I think that's me from, from the game. Yeah, that's me right. from the game. Yeah. I probably do it. People try to keep ownership. Celtic Rangers players, I think, up front, probably missing out in Nisbet when it's probably the right way to do is jump on Nisbet. Because mm. even on the Rangers players are locked on to play up front either. It was the four this week for Rangers. So there's too much rotation risk. Right, move on to Motherwell 4, Ross County now. It was a, some ghoulish defending by Ross County here. We had a wee reference. You want to start us off here, Gunnar? Right, sorry, so sorry, the first. Sorry, sorry. I was just jumping. Sorry, stats. What? O'Hara, Lang, Cole, Goals, McKinley. Oh, I can't even remember writing here. Gallica, what assists and a clean sheet. On you go, Gunnar. Sorry. The first thing I have in my notes is, oh dear, Ross County's defending again. So <laughs> that was really bad. I mean, 4 0 for Motherwell. They're coming out of their little break that they had for like three weeks, I think they were off. Um, Tony Watt, he got a goal and assist and he won a penalty. 11 points return there for him. Um, I think I looked it up earlier. It was his first 90 minutes of the season that he actually played the full game. Uh, Carson was taken off during the game uh, in like the first half an hour. So their reserve, the Motherwell reserve keeper, Chapman, he's 2 million. I suppose it remains to be seen how long uh, Carson is out for and... Yeah, how good Chapman is. Eh? He's, he's not going to be any, any good if he's only cheap, but uh, can't keep a clean sheet. Uh, Declan Gallagher, he clean sheet and assist for him. And I think that's three wins in four games now for, for Motherwell and also a third clean sheet as well. Excellent. What about you, Tom? Uh, yeah, so um, I've got noted down O'Hara. Uh, he's on penalties just now. Um, he's actually a 3.6 million midfielder, but he played as a centre-back in this game. Um, last season, he only got one goal and one assist, um, but he's got two goals already, so that's quite promising. Um, he was playing as centre-back because uh, Motherwell do have quite a lot of injuries. Um, Mugabe, Lamy, Grimshaw, Dunn are all out. Um, so I don't, I don't know how long he'll be playing as a, in the centre-back position. Um, I also like to look at Polworth. Um, he's another midfielder, 4.1 million. Um, he, he took a shot just wide of the post. Last season, he was up there for assists. He actually got 11 assists last season. Um, and during this game, um, he made uh, five key passes. So it, it looks like he could fulfill those numbers again. Um, Tony Watt was obviously uh, the man of the match. He looks quite promising going forward. Um, another forward there was uh, Devante Cole. Um, he was um, at Motherwell last season. He, had, he made 19 appearances, got four goals and one assist. So he's already one goal up. So again, he could be a, a decent prospect too. Um, for Ross County, I thought Ross Stewart seems to be the sort of talisman for, for them. Um, he did have a few chances, um, but uh, Aaron Chapman managed to, to bat the ball away a few times. <laughs> oh, dear, dear, dear. <laughs> <laughs> um, he's, he's, he's actually pretty uh, high. He's the, uh, the fourth highest scoring striker in the game. But he has a, he's had no return since game week four, so he's going to have to do a lot better than that to, to get in anybody's teams. Um, 
but all in all, quite impressed with Motherwell. And uh, because of obviously the lack of uh, game time, they're going to have a, a couple of games to, to get rescheduled. So there's the prospect of double game weeks in the future as well. Well, that's what was going to need, Mark. And I'm only the point on is Devon played when they can come back. I suppose it is a perfect fixture to come back to. Ross County at home, who seem to be one of the worst teams in the league defensively. And he came out with all guns blazing. They had a point to prove. They proved it. And as you said, maybe going forward, Motherwell asset or two could be in your team or score going forward. Uh, the next game is one I had the pleasure to watch live at my beach resort. I was sitting watching the game. St. Johnson nil, Dunyard nil, so both clean sheets. Now, the game did end up becoming quite boring as the game kind of petered out. But the first half was quite decent, I thought. I thought uh, for all St. Johnson looked good last week. I thought Dunyard controlled the game quite well. But Shankland looked like it was dropping deep to get involved. It seemed to be the tactics both teams kind of tailored to kind of nullify each other. And as much as it was maybe exciting with end to end, it only got to a certain point end to end. Is it Seacrest? Is it the keeper that you said? Seacrest? Seacrest. Yep. A couple of decent saves. But getting into the second half, I mean, I think I nearly fell asleep watching it because the game just kind of petered out and had to start a bit of fair. I don't know if you've got the highlights. What's your thoughts on that, Tom? Yeah, I, I, I caught the highlights. Um, Kilmarnock, I said I wasn't concerned about because it looked like they were creating chances, but Dundee United, I am particularly concerned about. Um, they've only had sh- six shots on target in the last four league games. So just to put that in perspective, we've just talked about Motherwell and Ross County. They both had five shots each on target in that one game. And uh, just to pull another example, Livy are lower down in the table. Um, they've had 11 shots on target in the last four games, and they've also played Rangers in that time. So it's not looking good attacking-wise for, for Dundee United. They have kept a couple of clean sheets in the in the last two game weeks, so so defensively, possibly you might want to, to invest, but I, I probably want to see more for that. Um, with uh, regards to St Johnston, um, they're a bit trick or treat. They've got all the tricks, but they don't have the final product. Um, um, unfortunately, United are the, are the the opposite. They've got a lot of decent finishers. You know, we know Shanklin what Shanklin's capable of, but they just lack that creativity. Um, they were playing a front three, Dundee United. Uh, Shanklin had, uh, there was Shanklin, Clark and McNulty. Um, but they just seemed to be blasting the ball from range. Was a, um, they only had four touches in the opposition box the entire game. So it just sort of proves the point. A lack of bite up front, you could say? Yes. Ooh. <laughs> Good are your thoughts on the game? Um, yeah, Tom. Tom already mentioned this. The, it was three shots this this game, zero on target. Uh, I looked it up. Lawrence Shanklin uh, touches in the opposition penalty area was four, and touches in his own penalty area was six. Huh? I think uh, in in the highlights, I, I seen him take a shot twice from like thirty forty yards out. That was that was all that was really uh, to see from him. I mean, United keeping clean sheets, it's a bit annoying. Uh, if, uh, if only Spurler was fit, that would have been 14 points in the bag already, you know. And they, they still have decent fixtures going forward. But I think the best bet there is going to be the goalkeeper, Seagrest, uh, I think. Okay. We've got the Sunday's games then. So first up, Rangers 2, Livingston 0. A Rebo returned for his first start. He got a goal. Assist to Hadji. Defoe got a rare start as well, he got a goal, and Tavernier assisted, so that was good for Captain Cav, and also a clean sheet. Now, I only saw a short highlights in this game, but I'm assuming it was just a, a simple, easy game for just to control the game, score quite early, and then just do what they do and send the game out. 
So if you get any more on this, start with your team, Gunnar. I totally agree. I think the, it was two goals in like 25 minutes and then the game just it didn't peter out, but like they, they didn't, Rangers didn't have to do much anymore when at 2-0 up. Uh, I think Kent, he was putting Ambrose under, under pressure there that led to the, to the first goal from Aribo. Aribo, he's 4.4 million now, so that's like two and a half million cheaper than what Kent is. Um, Defoe getting a goal and like getting a great goal, but the false starting makes me not want a Rangers uh, striker because it could be Morelos now. The is playing roof in midweek. Um, Kent again, he could have had another assist or two maybe, but once again, no no returns from him. And then I think Peter, you said it before, Forrest didn't come on until the 67th minute. Um, Good number, right? And. <laughs> I've also I've also read Rangers have so far conceded only 15 shots on target in 12 league games and five of them in the game against Hibs, so that's 10 shots in 11 league games. Huh? That's that's not bad. They're looking pretty good defensively. I've got to give credit where credit is due. Tom, your thoughts on this game? Um, so one player which I quite like for Rangers is Haggy. Um, he's kind of slipped under my radar. He obviously got one of the assists in the game. And he's topping the game for most assists with six. Yeah. Um, he's he's a five point two million mid. And I, I was I was considering it, but then I was looking at the Rangers' defensive options, and even the likes of Hellander, he's got far more points, um, and that's with zero attacking returns, and he's missed three games. So, I think defence is, is where it's at for Rangers. I, I would I would definitely um, look at the triple up for Rangers going going ahead. As well, we, we mentioned Hadji there, but Aribo coming back, there's more chance of rotation now, because that, actually now got, if they play the certain style where Jack kind of sits, it's going to be Hadji, Kent, Aribo, potentially Arfield. I mean, it's, no, nobody's nailed on, and Rangers are playing European games, so I, I, I suppose he's quite a cheap option, but I still think out of them it would be, my choice would be Aribo, I think, because he's dropped the price, and I think he's got a ganty start. He's one, I mean, Kent, if I fit, probably nailed on in the big games. Right, and then we go to... The nightmare at Pataudry. Aberdeen free, Celtic free. Well, not a nightmare for an Aberdeen fans, it's clearly a Celtic point of view there. Uh, three each, Ferguson two goals, Hedges goal, Gunnar was jumping with joy with that one. Delighted. McGregor, Griffin, Christie goal, Rogic two assists. So, we'll start with you, Gunnar. You can wax lyrical about your man Hedges in this game. What do you think? Oh, I was going to start um, talking badly about Duffy. I think he was he was at fault for all three goals, or he was involved at least in conceding all three goals. Um, I think on the, fir- on the first goal, like Duffy, he was pulled up out of position. That's why Ncham had to, had to cover for him. Uh, obviously, Duffy was, wasn't very good for the, for the second goal either, where he tried. I suppose that's why he tried to put the ball out of play. And... For the third goal, then I think I, I've sent you a little clip that I that I pulled off the highlights. He was, he was, I don't know why he was trying, uh, but he fell over just on the edge of the, of the penalty box when when Wright did his like mazy run through the midfield there of, of Celtic. So Duffy at all, he he didn't look good. I think Tom already called for him to be dropped. Um, yeah, and then Hedges goal a bit scrappy, but uh, I suppose I'm 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 definitely gonna take it, and he's probably gonna take it as well. I think there was only a second goal this season in yes. the league. <laughs> <laughs> only a second goal in the league this season. Um, I think 
I think that's that's me on the uh, on the game. Ferguson obviously with the with the two penalties. Um, I brought him in two weeks ago, so yeah, very very happy with with my returns from that game. Just like you say on Hedges, he's got a howling hairband. I don't like that Ooh. one. But <laughs> uh, your thoughts on the game, Tom? Um, yeah, I mean it seemed to Celtic side. It all seemed to come from the midfield, um, much like Aberdeen. Uh, McGregor's now got three goals in his last five game weeks. He's not at a bad price either at 5.7 million. Um, Rogic, this was his first uh, debut this season. He comes in at 6 million and got two assists, so he's maybe one to keep an eye on. Um, I'm, I'm looking to move away from the, the Celtic defence, um, and that was reflected in this game, having conceded three goals. Celtic strikers aren't great either. I mean, the Yeti, zero shots. Um, Griffiths got a single shot, and he managed, managed to score. Um, it's questionable where that goal should have stood with uh, Duffy, the Duffy foul in the build up there. Sam Cosgrove's back, so he might be a better striker option at uh, seven million. Um, I thought he had a positive impact into the game when he came on for Edmondson. Um, he had two shots and came close. He also um, hit the bar before the final goal. Uh, obviously, the, the referee played an advantage, and then Aberdeen got the penalty, but he came close there as well, and he also linked up well for the. Aberdeen second goal too, so um, I think he could be a decent option going forward, especially with the, the double game week on the horizon. Yep, I like the look at Cosgrove, I think if he gets up to full speed, he's a very, very talented striker. Uh, as well, you've covered the thing I was going to say about Duffy as well, and Celtic's assets all the other, I think. And I did like look at Laxalt, I think he looks like he could be a decent, he's, he already looks just much a better defender and attacking option than Taylor, oh, I forgot his name already. Now he's the flavour of the month he's gone. <laughs> uh, but Celtic, oh, I mean, I, I think they could be a change in the guard soon in the manager position. So, but there's just nobody that stands out so firm for me as a Celtic player. You said Tom Roger here, but six months too pricey and he's not even guaranteed to play every week. And if you went for McGregor this week, you'd either get, you'd get points to coffee for giving away the penalty, wouldn't you? Because he caused it, even though he scored mm-hmm. the goal. But like you say, I think I'm just going to kind of. Keep away from Celtic right now until what, what happens happen in the next couple of game weeks. And Aberdeen did look... I mean, I like to look at right in edges. Midfield's good enough. I thought he looked pretty technically gifted players. And they held their own anyway. There was no issue there at all. But for a fan point of view, it was a bit dire. But for a fan's point of view, there's some interesting assets for Aberdeen going forward. Right, let's finish with the pictures then, guys. We'll go to our predictions. Now, as it stood, Peter had four, Tom had two, and Gunnar had two. So can you remember the games I asked you to predict? Probably not. Absolutely not, no. Right. So it was Kelly and Hibbs. So Peter said one each, so no points. Tom, you said 2-0 Hibbs, so one point for you. Gunnar, you said 2-1 Hibbs, so one point for you. Uh, obviously the game I picked was the other one that was called off. So St. Mary and Hamill didn't happen, so that's 2-1. The next game was Aberdeen and Celtic. And we all got the right... Result, it was a draw. I got I said one each. Tommy said no no Guru said no no. So there was no one point each overall. So now the score is Peter five, I used to have cops, so it's Tom four and Gunnar four. So you're closing in on me. One game. Before we went on this week's fixtures, I forgot to ask, was it any players in that past game week who you're adding to your watch list you haven't already mentioned? I know he's both kind of Having about Motherwell subject, any other players stood out that you would be sitting, be added to a team shortly? Tom? 
Um, Sam Cosgrove was one. Um, I'm I'm waiting for Hibs to kind of get back into a decent fixture run. Um, I mentioned Paul Hanlon last week. Um, Hibs again kept another clean sheet, so I quite like the look of him. Um, but I'm holding off for now. Okay, you Gunnar? Um, the only player that I've maybe add, added this week is Tony Watt. But like I said, uh, Motherwell, they have Celtic in game week 14. So I don't know how clever that is. But I like, I like your lax out shout, Peter. Uh, he's 1.3 million cheaper than, than Duffy. And I suppose he is the attacking left back. So um, maybe if he, can, if he can work on his end product a bit more, then, then he could be a shout. Yeah, and also, he looks to be able to play left back and left wing back. So, regardless of information, he's probably going to be first choice. Right, moving on then to fixtures this week. There is only three fixtures, so that's the three games I'm asking you to predict. So, it'll be Dundee, Ross County, Livingston, Motherwell, and Kilmarnock Rangers. So, first of all, Dundee, Ross County. I went to an old United. Tom? Um, I'm going to say 1 0 Dundee United. And you know? Right, my, my fa- fantasy team wants a 2 0 <laughs> for Dundee United, but I can see this being a 0 0 draw. So, what are you going for? 0 0. 0 0, yeah. Right, next up, Livingston Motherwell. I have went 2 1 Livingston. Tom? I'm going to say 2 2. Desmond? And Gunnar? I'm going to say 3 1 to Motherwell. Oh. We're all very different this week, man. And the last game is Kilmarnock versus Rangers, and I went 1-0 Rangers. Tom? 3-0 Rangers. And Gunnar? I'm going to say 2-0 Rangers. Okay, all different. So, obviously it's a short game week, but what captain, vice-captains would you go for this week? I know it's always the obvious answer, but I'll start with you, Tom. Who do you think? Captain, vice-captain? Captain Tav. Um, Barisic, vice captain, if he's fit, if not, Goldson. Gunnar? Exactly the same for me. In that order, Barisic first, then Goldson? I don't have Barisic at the moment, but um, I'm planning on taking Kent out and bringing Barisic back once he's confirmed fit. So, yeah. Right, I'm pretty much the same. It'll be Captain Tavernier, vice captain Barisic, maybe, maybe vice captain Shankland if I'm feeling risky on the Friday night. Any differential you think this week for these three games? MD would maybe risk putting in? Or are you happy to stick with the tried and tested, Gunnar? There isn't really, like I looked at all the teams, there isn't really anyone that um, that sticks out uh, as a differential that I would be wanting to keep then beyond game week 13. So, well, maybe the, maybe, maybe the Shankland shout, but that's about it. Were you told me any differentials there that stand out for you? Maybe Shankland that I push. It's hard to speak. Three games isn't really much yeah. to talk about. So there we go. Our, uh, our knowledge, the, what do you call it, the com- combined hive mind is saying just stick with Tavernier and Barisic or Golson and you won't go wrong. Right, we'll go to questions for the Scottish game. As Tom rightly said, we should just finish the Scottish point and then do the Scottish questions and then MD doesn't want to listen to them can bugger off. You dialed it anyway, <laughs> so it's fine. So we'll start with questions. So Maz, FPL Maz, had a good question actually. Prediction for the average score due to the bye game week. So, all of you take into here, you've got to take in the average team, what you think they're going to have in their squads. I'm assuming people are going to have at least two each Celtic Rangers, so two will be gone. 
you're thinking that there's going to be a certain percentage of zombie teams, a certain percentage of teams who probably not maybe not change their team as much, and maybe not know about double game week if they're from England, for example, or from a foreign land. So take that into account. Tom, what do you think the average game week score is going to be this week? Well, I was looking at last week's average, and it was 39. So and that's five games. Is that four games? Yeah, so given that, I'm going to say, I think a lot of people will captain to Tavernier, so I think that'll bring it quite high. So I'm going to say 28. What do you think, Gero? Um, well, if people captain and vice-captain a Rangers defender and uh, they keep a clean sheet, and maybe if Tavernier gets an attack in return, they're already looking at like 30 points. So I'm going to say maybe 35 points. I think that's quite high because I don't... Yeah, but there isn't, see, there isn't very many players to choose from, so people will probably all have three Rangers players, and then who else are you going to captain, say, you know, except uh, Tavernier and that. So even if all the other players only get you, like, two points, well, around 30, 35. I think that's, that's okay, that, yeah. yeah. I like that logic. My, my thing is, it may not be as many people with 11 players in a squad, no. All right, I'll go lower. I'll go 24. I'll go 24. I've wrote them all down, by the way, so I've bragging rights. <laughs> Same as that St. Johnson chat for last week, but none really got... It's just nil-nil, so none really happened this week. But the fight continues to the next week. We used to. <laughs> right, next one. Let's see, let's see. Right, for Rodney McCain on... I think it's at Rodney McCain. It is at Rodney McCain. Recommended goalkeeper for Fantasy Scotland. I brought in Barkas in. Now he's not even on the bench. Injured. I already have three Rangers and Aberdeen outfield players. So we're looking at Hibs. So what you're saying is, not one Celtic goalkeeper and he's got Aberdeen Rangers players out his head. So other options. So start with you, Gunnar. Well, uh, if there is already three Aberdeen and three, what is it? Rangers, Rangers players, right? So... McGregor, he would probably have been the cheapest, but you can't get him. Lewis then is out of the picture as well. So that would leave me uh, with the goalkeeper that I have. So Marciano or yeah, maybe Seagrest for United. It's between the two. But I would like, I have Marciano and I don't plan on taking him out anytime soon. And Tom, your thoughts on that one? Yeah, I like, uh, I like Marciano. Um, he's the highest scoring keeper just now on 53 points with six clean sheets and one penalty save. So. I think he's probably the, the best option. Um, if you want a cheapo and you could maybe look at rotating, you've got Aaron Chapman at two million because um, it sounds like tra- tra- Trevor Carson's going to be out for a wee while. Um, and again, you could take a punt on Seagrest, two clean sheets in a row, um, and he's got a nice run of fixtures as well. So three options. Yeah. Okay, I pretty much agree with you guys said. He's took out Celtic, Aberdeen, and Rangers for the three bigger teams. So I think. I would think Marciano because Hibs probably have probably finished third or fourth this year. So you imagine that they'll have more clean sheets if they're going to, if it's going to be a set and forget type player. And I would say Marciano. Have you got any other questions? I'd say any that I've not got here. No, that it. How do we move on then? So that is the Scottish version of the game finished. We'll move on to the FPL then, guys. So the average for this week was 48 points. And not one has hurt it this week. So I suppose that's our first. So I get 37 points, Tom used 43 points, Gunnar used 40 points. I will talk through my team first, I've got it here. I had Martinez in goal, and as I've already discussed in the chat, 
I broke my cardinal rule straight away. I went for the, the keeper I fancied rather than using the bookies odds. But it worked out because Brighton let a goal in the last 10 minutes. So I got three points from Martinez. At the back, Alexander Arnold, two. Robertson, two. Lamptey, one. In midfield, Sun, 11 points. Fernandez three. Salah, blanked, four. Foden, score on the bench, six. McGinn, two. And up front, Calvert-Lewin, one. Watkins, two. And on the bench, the only one I missed out on would be Walker-Peters with five. And I didn't really see that result coming, so I wouldn't have played them anyway. And I'll go to you, Tom. Might talk us through your team. Um, so I had great in goals for one point. Uh, Robertson, two. Cease got me seven points. Castagna, six. Um, Havertz in midfield got me two. Sun got me 11. James Rodriguez, Rodriguez got me two. Salah was my captain, so I got four points there. Uh, Kane got me five. Uh, Calvert-Lewin one and Watkins two right and you gonna I'm pulling up my team just now so I have Martinez in goal three points then two points each from Trent and Robertson five points Rocker Peters and I had uh, four points of Salah who was my captain 11 points from Son Rodriguez two points Podence three Kane, my vice captain, got me five points. Calvert Lewin, one point, and Watkins, two points. Okay. Uh, and I left six points of Justin on the bench. Mm. Who would you have dropped? But you wouldn't have dropped anyone. You would have changed the team off last so you were going to pick the team anyway. So it wouldn't have mattered much with it. You would have. Well, well maybe maybe Podence and, and Justin could have been swapped, but um, going into the game week, uh, I didn't see a clean sheet for Leicester against Arsenal, so uh, I wouldn't sure. have played him anyway. Like. Okay, you're loving your learn, Gunnar. You're loving your learn. Aye, aye. <laughs> right, so do you have any transfers or changes you think the next week going ahead, Tom? Um, I kind of like the look of Zaha and Havertz hasn't done a lot for me. Um, so I might make the switch to from Havertz to Zaha. Okay, what about you, Gunnar? Oh, so after the game week we've all just had, I was a bit like, I'm, I'm going to stay away from fantasy and just... You know, let let two or three days go past. Um, but I'm looking at Rodriguez here. I don't know if he's out for longer. I thought he, he had a knock going into this game. So I think for this week, my plan will be, well, depend, like that depends if not, nothing happens now in the European fixtures. But I, I might roll the transfer this week for the first time this season and then see what I'll do next week with two or maybe even a, like a mini wild card, like a like a tree moves next week. Mm-hmm. Well, speaking for myself, Trent kind of blanked again, and I'm thinking, but I'm not. I'm not. I'll sleep on. Obviously, we get ready. Trent and downgrading to a four point five. I'm bringing and then upgrading Calvert Lewin to Kane for the Kane Sun double up. What do you think on that, Tom? Um. It's a big show getting rid of Calvert Lewin just because he's such a prolific striker um, this season. Richarlison's out, and Gunnar gave us a stat the other day that Everton have not won a game without Richarlison since he signed. So that is concerning. Uh, Rodriguez, Gunnar was right again. He was supposed to be out for the weekend, but managed to play, so he, he potentially could be carrying a knock there, so it might not be 100%. Um, but then these guys aren't going to be away forever. So will you then want to get Calvert-Lewin back again in the future when he's, when he's firing again? I don't it's, it's know. A tricky one. See, because I'm getting... I mean, a lot of people are hoping West Ham this week, so I think this might be 
Arnold's last chance. And if he doesn't, I might just go right tight and make a move. Because they don't, they don't look the same defensively. They, they just don't. They're eye tests. They don't look the exact same. And as much as I like Carlo Lewis looks up front, I think Kane has looked imperious this year. He looks absolutely tremendous. And him and Sunderson will what a crack and double up. And I think it would be just a nice heavy ball from every week until obviously the form drops. But I just, I just don't know. I just think Kane came back after lockdown last year and started doing quite well for a bit of call. He came back quite well, didn't he? And it looks like he's carrying his form. And he's it's something to think about. I mean, my, my ideal formation going forward is going to be 4 5 1. I'm going to just go with one big striker up front. So is Calvert Lewin big enough to keep that role himself or do I go for a heavy hitter in Kane? It's something that you think about. I might have to hold off for another week. I've got the two or three transfers anyway, so I'm not, I could do it if I wanted. I'll just wait another week. But I'll sleep on it and see. I think the only one is like getting rid of Trent now uh, before West Ham. Antonio is potentially out. So I don't know how, how big a threat West Ham are going to be um, this weekend against Liverpool. So may, maybe this could be the, the one more week that you give Trent to see what, what, what he can do. I think West Ham look quite well as well. I think they look quite good. They look quite dangerous. I mean, I right. think we've got a pretty, pretty decent prospect. I start off, I think, about more all weekend. I'll make the decision Friday night, I suppose. That's the best way of doing it. Uh, it's a Friday deadline this week, huh? Oh, so, so first of the order. Do I build that guy in the last week who done all his transfers? Well, Cam, to get 56 points. That'd have been a silly, I think. <laughs> right, I will go through. No, sorry, sorry, the league first. I'm getting myself. Two things. Right, our league. I forgot. So the top three, no change one and two. Picnic George, Daniel Arnott, 13 points, 3-9-1 total. Second, our very own Gunnar, lost Piment and Torres. I'll get that right one week. 40 points, 3-8-2. Third, up to third, is another caravan friend, Hugh Wardrobe, Miggs guessing game, so another friend. You'll get that one when he listens to it. And our high score of the week is down to six. The Y returns, Salma Sabin, I think his name, 86 points. You look through his team, very impressive. Banford up front, Vardy and Ings, so quite a potent uh, forward line there. Costa, Son, Rodriguez, Mane, Justin Castagne, Gabriel, and Martinez. And he's up in the 400k overall with that score, so that's pretty, pretty good score. And right, let's move on to the results then. Tom, again, this is you shining. Let's talk us through. So I'll go through quite quick, then you hit the stats. So the results past week were Aston Villa 0, Leeds 3, West Ham 1, Man City 1. Fulham 1, Crystal Palace 2, Manchester United Chelsea 0-0, Liverpool 2, Sheffield United 1, Southampton 2, Edward 0, Wolves 1, Newcastle 1, Arsenal 0, Leicester 1, Brighton, West Brom 1 each, and Burnley 0, Spurs 1. So we'll start with you Tom, any thoughts on any of the games? Um, so Liverpool 2, Sheffield United 1. I thought Salah was quite unlucky during the game. Um, he was offside for one of the goals. He hit the post. Uh, he was my captain, so I wasn't too pleased with that. Liverpool did look poor in the first half. I thought they kind of uh, they're kind of missing Virgil Van Dijk. I think um, the Sheffield United penalty for me wasn't 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 a penalty. I wasn't I wasn't too happy with that. I really thought Liverpool should have got the, the clean sheet there. Um, West Ham United, Man City. Cancelo, he's uh, he's only been getting game time since last game week. It was game week five, and he's already got one clean sheet and one assist. I thought he looked really good going forward. 
Uh, he was creating a lot for Man City. I think he's got good pot potential for assists. Um, West Ham, as we know, um, they've, been, they've had a great start to the season and they've got another big scalp there. They managed to get a point from Man City, which is not always easy to do. Granted, Man City haven't been the best of form. Um, Antonio looked good for the goal. Yeah, he's been really attacking and his stats are good. After uh, Liverpool next week, their, their fixtures are Fulham, Sheffield United, Aston Villa, Man United, Leeds and Crystal Palace. So I've said it last week, um, I'm just biding my time waiting for the difficult fixtures to get out of the way before I start investing, but I quite like the look of that. Um, Chelsea got the, the clean sheet. That is the second clean sheet of the season um, for Mendy. I think, he, I think he makes a massive difference to the, the Chelsea defence. Um, I was looking at the stats. Kepa had the worst save rate in Europe's top five leagues last season. And um, Chelsea have conceded 1.5 goals every league game since Frank Lampard came in charge. So Kepa was there well before Lampard. I think Kepa is one of the, um, a big factor in that. I quite like the look of Chilwell. Um, he's on free kicks. He's very attacking. He's already got a goal and two assists this season, and that's only in three games because he's, he's only been starting uh, recently as well. So I quite like the look of him. And if Mendy can make this big difference, then they'll be starting keeping clean sheets as well. Um, other than that, I think it was a kind of uneventful weekend. Only other thing I've got is uh, Patrick Bamford's hat-trick. Uh, Grealish looked really good in that game. He was... He was, he was uh, he was creating a lot of chances. He had a he had a shot um, cleared off the line by uh, Ailing. Um, the, the only downside for for Bamford though is the 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 fixtures coming up for Leeds. They've got Leicester, Crystal Palace isn't too bad, but then they've got Arsenal, Everton, and Chelsea. So so tricky ones. Um, other than that, the only other thing I can say is uh, she Adams family will be very pleased with his goal. <laughs> Well nice, done. Nice. That's a nice one. Yeah, what ten lovely. You you build up to that, Tom, eh? You build up to that. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> right, I'll leave it at that. A nicely FPL roundups. Well done. Do you have any comments on that? I take my breath. I'm very very happy with uh, how how Tom did there. Right. Uh, is there any players in that past game week that's added to your watch list, or any players that have been off your watch list from the last game week? Have you maybe been looking at? I'll start with you, Gunnar. I mean, naturally, I've added Bamford after his hat-trick, but haven't haven't heard Tom speak about Leeds fixtures now. I'm not too sure anymore. Uh, I've added, I think it was this week that I've added Mane. So if I do get rid of one of the Liverpool defenders, I might look at doubling up in the midfield. And that is my update from, from the watch list. Do you mean Asawa and Mane double up? Yes. Oh, interesting. What were you, Tom, any players apart from what you mentioned? Do you on the watch list? Um, so I've not got Lamptey, so Lamptey's going on my watch list. Um, I thought he looked good um, on the weekend. He, he did, but only one point it's on again. Yeah, he was unlucky, you know? Bright, Brighton, um, it was an own goal, but it was Lamptey's ball that it was put in to get the goal, so I quite like that. And also Brighton, stats-wise, they've got the best um, defensive record for shots on target. So they've conceded the least shots on target and the least shots in the, the, the whole league. So I'm, I'm liking them defensively. So wants to keep an eye on there. You're just cooking about because you like Brighton. That's all it is. You're fixing <laughs> that you like. Uh, myself, looking at last week, uh, 
try to think. I think Zaha, I think Crystal Palace is quite a lot interesting assets actually for the team. Uh, again, that goal, the loss of the film kind of puts you off. Manchester Chelsea was, was a terrible game to watch. Other people they mentioned, I think I'm coming off Robertson, so I don't know where we else. Chilwell Lake, Southampton, impressing, but I don't know what to double up. I've already got is it Walker Peters, I don't know what to double up there. And Castagny's still on my defensive. I don't know, it depends if Leicester can keep the run going rather than having a game on, game off. Mm-hmm. And I think, try to think who else. Sayas for Wolves. Am I right, Tom? Did he come off and then Wolves conceded, so you kept the clean sheet points? Is that right? Is that what? That's right, yeah. I was a bit jammy there. Yeah, <laughs> I like Zuma for Chelsea then, but then again, as you said, 1.5 goals have lost under Lampard. Till Chelsea, I think, clean their act up, or maybe not be cleaner that way. Right, so on to the fixtures then for next week, and then I'll ask you a couple of predictions. So there's Wolves, Crystal Palace, Sheffield United, Man City, Burnley, Chelsea. Liverpool, West Ham, Villa, Southampton, Newcastle, Everton, Manchester United, Arsenal, Spurs, Brighton, Fulham, West Brom, and Leeds, Leicester City. So, some tasty fixtures there. I have not asked you anyone. I'll ask you some horrible fixtures to guess. So, we'll start with you, Tom. Wolves, Crystal Palace. 1-1. Gunnar? That sounds about right. Probably no goals in the first half, and then... Jimenez on 80 minutes and someone scoring for Crystal Palace in extra time. Huh? <laughs> so what he said, I've went one no Wolves. Right, Liverpool, West Ham. This time you're going to? Clean sheet for Liverpool and uh, yeah, 3-0 to Liverpool. Is that your back line talking or what you really think? <laughs> it, it is in some parts, but um, that's what I would like to see from them as well. So... Um, I'm going to go against the green. I'm going to say 2-1 West Ham. Ooh. Okay. I went 2-1 Liverpool. I think Liverpool will win the game and I think it'll be quite convincing but I think they will all concede a daft goal at some point because the defence is a bit dodgy. And the last game, Leeds in Leicester and I went 2-1 Leeds. Tom? I think I'm going to go the same. 2-1 Leeds. Gunnar? Yeah, on the back of having seen the results and lesser, they've they've managed to come away with a, with results against the bigger sides, uh, and not so much against the smaller, so-called smaller teams. So I'm going to go one nil to Leeds. And what do you think is the most viable captain options this weekend for the games ahead? And who have you captain? I'll start with you, Tom. Um, I think my captaincies are going to be on Son or Kane. I'm a, I'm a bit put off because obviously I was quoting Brighton's defensive stats there. <laughs> Minus think, points for Lamptey, yeah. But I, th- I think the, the Sun-Kane partnership, I think it's just going to be too much for them. So I'm, I'm going to go with that. You haven't decided you have to wait and see the other time? I think I'll probably go Captain Sun. Right. And you, Gunnar, who are you thinking this week? Uh, for me, it's between Kane and Salah again. I went Salah this week, so... Maybe it's it's Harry Kane this week then. I will be going Salah myself, I think. And if I bring in Kane, like I said, I might do that instead. I'm looking at other games there for other cat potential. I don't know if Kevin De Bruyne's back playing and Sheffield away could be a good game because they looked pretty poor. Well, say that, they looked okay against Liverpool, I suppose, didn't they? But elsewhere, captain wise 
I think I'm glad I've got who I've got for the heavy hitters, I think. And we think any differential you think this week would be worth bringing in or change a game or captain? Or do you think to stick with tried and tested? Do you know? I mean, uh, Aguero is confirmed out, I think, with an injury. So that might see Sterling starting up top for uh, City. So maybe he could be your differential. Could even captain him, I suppose, against Sheffield. Um, pulling up the fixtures here again. Don't know. I mean, Jimenez is is probably going to get you one goal, so that's probably a, a safe shout. But yeah, it has to be has to be between Salah and Kane this week, I think. Okay. Or Son, for that matter. Do you have any other business to discuss? We we'll go to our outro. Anything else you want to discuss? Fantasy buys, FPL, Scottish buys. Nope. Right, we'll do our plugs. I will start. You can follow us obviously at Fantasy Half on Twitter. If you like our like podcast, leave us a review on iTunes or where you get your podcasts. Also, you can follow Gunnar and Tom. I'll do a lot of plugs there in a minute. And I'll start with you, Gunnar, because you've got an appearance coming up next week on the Pure Football podcast. You will be the roving uh, fantasy correspondent for us. You want to talk us through that? Yeah, I'll be. I'll rep. I'll be representing the fantasy half, the half-hour fantasy podcast, and the other podcast that I'm doing as well, the Fitball Weekly, the Fantasy Fitball Weekly podcast. Um, and yeah, they 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 hit us up, and the, the Pure Fitball lads want to do a show about the Fantasy Scotland game. And yeah, I'll I'll be representing the three of us there. Okay, and get your own plugs in as well for your other podcast. All right, so it's uh, I'm gonna I'm, I'm saying this every week. Me and my friend John, we're doing another fantasy football Scotland podcast. It's Fantasy Football Weekly uh, on Twitter. You can get in touch at Football Weekly Pod, and yeah, if you, if you want to hear more of myself, get get that in. That's three podcasts next week. When three, a trifecta. Yourself, Tom. Yep, so I'm at FFS underscore Scout on Twitter. Um, I post stats. Uh, I do a blog. Um, hit me up. Tweet me. <laughs> that will be joke there, I. Private joke. Hi, fellow kids. <laughs> hey, and that is us. That wasn't quite a ghoulish episode we thought. It's not bad, is it? We'll no, nice and sweet, though. Short and sweet. We'll back next week. You know, I noticed you had a lack of Halloween references there. You were the most professional of lot is. It's it's just we don't really do Halloween over here, so I'm like, oh, <laughs> not for me this. Tom, Tom's from a little sweet, isn't great? <laughs> so that's us, guys. Again, thanks for listening. We'll be back next week. See you later. Bye. Bye. I was working in the lab late one night when my eyes beheld an eerie sight. When my monster from his slab began to rise, and suddenly. He did the monster mash. It was a graveyard smash. It caught on in a flash. He did the monster mash. From my laboratory in the castle east to the master bedroom where the vampires feast. The ghouls all came from their humble abodes to get a jolt from my electrodes. They did the monster mash. It was a graveyard smash. It caught on in a flash. 
they did the monster mash. The zombies were having fun. The party had just begun. The guests included Wolfman, Dracula, and his son. The scene was rocking, all the digging sounds. Igor on chains, backed by his gang hounds. The coffin bangers were about to arrive with their vocal group, the Crypt Kicker Five. They played the monster match. It was a graveyard smash. It caught on in a flash. They played the monster match. Out from his coffin, Drax's voice did ring. Seems he was troubled by just one thing. Opened the lid and shook his fist and said, "Whatever happened to my Transylvania twist? It's now the monster match." It's a graveyard smash. It's caught on in a flash. It's now the monster mash. Now everything's cool. Drax a part of the band, and my monster mash is the hit of the land. For you, the living, this mash was meant to. When you get to my door, tell them more is sent you. Then you can monster mash and do my graveyard smash. You'll catch on in a flash. Then you can monster mash. Smash! Ooh! Easy, Gore. You impetuous young boy. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.